Hello, hello, and welcome. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for being here and welcome. If you are a longtime listener, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back. I uh, think the break was a little longer than I had planned, but I'll definitely talk about why in a few minutes. And just thank you for being here. I can't wait to chat. Hey there, Kelly Howard here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Fit is Freedom podcast. Each week, we look at the habits, mindset, motivation multipliers, and accountability shortcuts that help you create the energy, confidence, and freedom you need to reach your fitness dream. Whether you're up-leveling your fitness or hiking a mountain, I'm here to help. So thank you so much for being here. And remember, fit is our superpower. So this week when I'm recording this podcast, it is, it's going to be spring. And I started thinking about, well, one thing I was thinking about was doing new things like the newness of spring and, and actually read, starting this podcast again, I've had to, I had to start over and, and kind of have beginner mind again and, and get my mind around how to do everything. And there's just been a lot of new in my life lately. And so I thought, you know, let's talk about why new is so good for us. So for starters, I will tell you that I don't know quite what happened with the podcast. I knew that in October, I'm sorry, in November, I was going to be traveling the entire month. And I ended up being in 10 different airports over the course of the month. And it was like this crazy month, lots of fun, but a little grueling. And I just thought I should take that time off. And then the holidays came and then January came. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, I need to get back to work. And when it came to get back into getting back to work, what I noticed was starting the podcast again was was a little difficult. Like I had to remember how to do everything. I had to like reset all my equipment and it was it was new. It was like it was a new experience again. So in honor of new, a few of the other things I've been up to that are brand new. One of them is I've been doing one-on-one clients, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later, but but basically, I never thought I would work with people like one-on-one, like, you know, me getting on a phone call with you or on a Zoom call and doing, you know, coaching and, and suggestions and training, but I've been really loving it. So that's something new I've been up to. And another thing that I've been up to that's new, and this is what really started this whole idea, was I've been doing a lot of cycling. And the cycling isn't new. I mean, I'm, I've been cycling for years, but I'm training for a long race or a long ride, let's say. I'm not racing anyone, but I'm training for a long ride. And so I've been doing a lot of riding lately. And I wanted something that was a complimentary exercise. Like I'm riding enough that I'm stressing my body, so I don't need to be in the gym lifting a lot of weights. So I was looking for something that was complimentary, and I didn't really want to do yoga. I've done yoga before. It just wasn't what I was looking for. And my riding partner suggested, why don't you do Pilates? And in all honesty, my first two thoughts were, the first one was, oh, I wouldn't know what to do with those machines. I've seen them before. I'd never done Pilates before, but I'd seen pictures of the machines, and they looked a little scary to me. And the other thing I thought, and forgive me for thinking this, but I thought, well, what's Pilates going to do for me, right? Like, how hard could it be? But 
but, and the big but is my friend who suggested it. I mean, she's looking amazing. She's, she's trimming down. She's getting strong. Like she's got all this energy and like she's kicking ass. And so I thought, well, I guess Pilates is what it is, right? That's what I'm going to do. And I said I was going to do it. And then a week later, I said I was going to do it. And a week later, I thought, what's going on here? This is really funny. And like, why aren't you going and doing the thing? And what I realized was that it was new. It was different. I didn't know how to do it. I was uncomfortable, like showing up and not, well, if I'm going to be 100% honest, not being an expert at it. Like it was it was way outside of my comfort zone. And so <laughs> I baby stepped my way into Pilates. I took like this intro class that was maybe 20 minutes long. And then I took a as beginner as beginner could be class. And, and you know, I, I just had to like really kind of slide into it because it was so new to me. But then what I found was I really like it. Like it's different. It's making me use my body in different ways than I normally do. And I'm enjoying it. But it took me that moment of saying I'm going to do something new and then following through. And that can be so hard for us. Like it, I mean, I know for myself, like one thing that happens for me is that if I get good at something, I just keep pushing, right? I just keep getting better. My, my MO has always been pushing myself longer, harder, faster. And, and it's not the best thing for my body. And I know this, but it's what I do in my head. So pulling it back and trying something new, super, super helpful for me. And whatever it is, like, you know, like for me doing the new, well, lots, there's lots of new going on, but think about it for you. Like what's something new that you could be doing that might engage you more, might make you more interested? Like what's something new that you could try? And it can be anything. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's fitness or if it's, um, doesn't matter what it is, but just something new that you could try that would push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. I mean, we don't have to like go skydiving unless you want to, but something that pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but allows you to do some new things. So what I've learned over the years and, and relearned just lately is that things that when you're using a beginner mind, like when you're really engaging beginner mind or trying something new, things happen. One of them is you have zero expectations. Like you just don't have any expectations. It's like if I'm on a bike, I expect myself to go a certain distance for a certain time in a certain um, hill hill structure or whatever. Like I've got all these expectations. But if I'm trying something new, zero expectations. Another thing is that you can be super focused. Like when I was taking those first classes, I mean, I still am, I'm still super focused because I'm still new at this, but I was so focused on what I was doing that it allowed me to throw the autopilot to the side. And we get on autopilot so easy. Like it's just, we're just more and more and more, I think our minds slipped to autopilot. I know that one autopilot thing that gets me is I was having dinner with some friends lately. There were four of us there. Someone's phone rang, okay, um, jingled. So he picked it up and looked at it. 
And without, I don't think anyone even realizing what they'd just done, the other people at the table all pick up their phone and look at it. Like, that's habit autopilot to the extreme. So, you know, getting rid of the autopilot is good in our life. Another thing that new does is it, it allows you to slow down, have more fun, have some play, and you don't have to be the best. Like for me, I have to admit, like if I was to, to be like <laughs> super transparent, when I do things, I expect myself to show up and be the best. Like I expect myself to be an expert at whatever it is I'm doing and doing something new you can't be the best. You can't be an expert. You don't know squat, right? I've seen this so many times. I, well, let me, let me say something real quick and then I'll follow through that. What happens is when we get older or when we're grown up, whatever grown up is, I think we start believing that we have to know it all. Like we have to know what we're doing. We have to know whatever the thing is. I know that when I'm teaching, let's say I've been teaching women um, hiking or backpacking or kayaking or whatever it is, I see people show up and they're embarrassed because they don't know the thing. They don't know how to do something. Um, They're afraid that they aren't going to be able to keep up. They just, you know, they don't have the skills. And of course they don't have the skills because they haven't done the thing before, right? But in our minds, we get these ideas that we're supposed to be really good at everything right away. And we're not. We're not. So being able to just like show up, like basically like a kid and try something new, it's good for us. So another way that I've seen beginners mind, um, actually, actually, before I talk about that, let me talk about one other thing, because just recently I led a hike and it was, oh, I don't know, it was about 10 miles. So it's about a 10-mile hike, and it's going to take a while, right? 10 miles hiking, it's really, as crazy as it sounds, it's probably a five-hour hike. And so we broke into two groups. There were the people in the front who were kind of like on this, um, <laughs> I don't know, they had an agenda, and by gosh, they were going to make sure that this got done really fast. And then my group, we had no agenda. We were out there having fun the people who were with me either hadn't hiked in a long time or had never gone out, right? Had never been on a hike like this. So it was a pretty big hike for, um, actually it was a really big hike for beginners. And what, what the person who was leading the first group told me later, she said, you know, I never ever worried about losing you guys because normally you would just regroup. But her group, like I said, they were on a mission. And she said, I never worried about missing losing you guys because I could hear you laughing all the way through the forest nonstop. And it was true. We were having so much fun. I mean, we were talking about how to use hiking poles. We were talking about how to get your backpack fitted well. We were talking about how to, you know, climb up muddy, muddy embankments. I mean, there was a lot of learning and chatting and sharing going on, but it was a ton of fun because like what really made it fun for me was everybody who was new It was just eye-opening to them. So think about new new beginnings, doing new things, and how much fun it can be to try something different. Another place that I was going to mention is uh, food, right? So a lot of times food is something that we we try and control. I have a couple of clients right now who who are working to control their food. 
And when I say control their food, it means um, changing what they eat, both of them, and um, trying, adding things that are healthier too. So my suggestion was that they think about it like a beginner's mind. Like, what do you like to eat that's good for you, right? If you were going to eat food as medicine, what would that food be? right? Like food is medicine if you eat the right stuff. Food's bad medicine if you eat the wrong stuff. Um, What can you replace your junk food with, right? Think about like if the reason you're eating something sweet in the morning is because you have a sweet tooth, maybe you replace it with blueberries or whatever it is, right? So what can you replace it with? And then dropping the autopilot around your food, like food is so often on autopilot, and more get focused on what you're doing and push the autopilot away. Another thing is, is that you don't have to be perfect. You just don't have to be perfect around your food. I can tell you so many people I know who they want, they want to be perfect around their food. So they pick a diet, whatever their diet is of choice at that moment, and they just do it. Like they just do it solid and they do it till actually they're a little crazy. And sorry, I didn't quite mean it that way. They're, they become crazily obsessed by that diet and what they're going to do and what it's doing for them and everything. And then after 30 days, they're burnt out. They slip back into their old way of eating. And then all the good that happened is gone. So you don't have to be perfect. And then get curious, right? Like, why are you eating the junk? What can you replace the junk with? And how can you try new things? Something else you can do is look for pre-prepared food. I mean, there's a million options out there now, either delivered to you or you pick it up from the store or whatever it is, tons and tons of stuff. Just like kind of get curious and look what's out there. You'd be shocked. Like there's so many options. Um, Another one is maybe ethnic cuisine. I live in Houston. Houston is the biggest melting pot in this country. And the thing I'm going to miss the most when I leave Houston are the people and the food because there's always all this different type of food to try. Um, Another thing you can do, and okay, I'm a dinosaur. I've just learned this just recently because I was in, I was shopping at a Whole Foods store the other day and I asked the girl, I said, how many people, because there are tons and tons of people that were working there that were filling carts for people. I said, how many people are... um, shopping online these days. And I think she said 60% or 67% of the the store clients were online now, which I thought was shocking, but I guess totally, totally understandable, right? I don't shop online for two reasons. One of them, I like to pick my own vegetables. I'm a little picky about my vegetables. I'm going to pick my own vegetables. But the other reason is, is that personally, I find shopping to be interesting. It's an outlet for me, not every time, but maybe every third or fourth trip to the grocery store. You know, I have my usual things that I'm always buying, but then I wander down a different aisle. I check out things that I've never looked at. I think about, oh, if I was to use this sauce or this spice or this whatever, how would I use it in a meal? And I just get curious and I try new things. Um, Luckily, Phil will eat anything I cook, so <laughs> so I can try new things. But think about it, like you know, get curious, get a new, get a beginner's mind about what you're doing, try some new foods. Um, so remember that, like, 
when we grow up, when we mature, whatever it is, we do tend to think that we're supposed to be good at everything and we just don't cut ourselves some slack. So just cut yourself some slack. I don't know if you've ever read the book Outliers, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell, I'm going to get it out. In it, he states that the key to excellence and whatever it is that you're doing takes about 10,000 hours. I mean, roughly 10,000 hours of practice. That's a lot of time, right? That's a lot of time for excellence. So it really doesn't matter if it's taking 10,000 hours or 30 days to learn how to do something. I mean, we just need to try new things and give ourselves a break. I mean, practice beginner mind. Try something new. Um, there's another thing, actually, a really big bonus that happens when you do new things. You, when you're trying new things, when you're changing habits, you're actually challenging your brain and you're helping build and create more neuroplasticity in your brain. So it's not just about having fun. And it's not just about doing new things. It's about making your brain stronger. So another benefit. So tell me this, what are you going to do? Okay. If you don't mind in the comments, you can find them on the website in the comments. Tell me what your new thing is that you're going to do for myself. Well, okay. Here in front of myself and all my friends, I'm going to throw this one down. I have a fiddle. I have a, (laughs) I don't play the fiddle. I have a fiddle. And when I pick up the fiddle, it's really, really, really bad. Like I'm terrible. In fact, I used to have a cat. He's, he's since passed on, but, um, I used to have a cat and anytime I would pick up that fiddle to play it, he would look at me, his eyes would get huge and (laughs) he would run for the I'm sorry. He would run for the front door to try and get out. Like he'd literally scratch on the front door to get out because it sounded so bad. So that's my fiddle playing. It doesn't matter. Anything I do is going to be better than that. So I'm going to start playing the fiddle again. Or excuse me, I'm going to start scaring the fiddle again. Um, So what are you going to do? What would you like to do? What would you try something new? Like where would your beginner mind start? Um, What's something else that you can do? Another thing that I, oh, I have something else new that I'm doing. On Wednesdays at 12.30 Central Standard Time, that's 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'm doing a Facebook Live every week in the group. Uh, We'll we'll link to it so you've got a link on the uh, show notes, but we'll link to it in the show notes. But what I'm doing is just a Facebook Live about a weekly fit tip. You'll be able to ask me questions. Uh, you can message me or you can send me an email at kelly at fittestfreedom.com if you can't make it live to message me. And then I'm also turning those lives into some bonus episodes of the podcast, and those will air on Fridays. So that's, I think this coming Wednesday, I'm talking about habits that keep you on track, especially on the weekends, because some people, like if they're weekend warriors and you know that's what they do, then it's really easy for them to stay on track with their habits on the weekends. But for other people, if during the week is when they really have their routine dialed in, the weekend can get a little funky. So we're going to be talking about you know how to use your weekend to stay on track with your habits. And remember, like if you can't join me live, you can always catch the replay, Facebook group, or on the podcast, or wherever you listen. Right. Um, so. Don't forget, in the comments, please tell me on the website, just www.fitisfreedom.com, 
underneath the podcast episode, you'll see where you can do a comment. Let me know what you're going to do that's new. Me, I'm going to step up. I'm doing the violin. I can't believe I just said I'm going to do that because I've been avoiding it. But maybe one day I will serenade all of you. Thank you for being here. Oh, and by the way, I have one other thing that is new. Um, If you're really ready, like you need to be really ready to make some changes and, and to really step up. I have a space for a few more people on my calendar to work with one-on-one people, okay? And there is a URL that is only for the podcast. It's fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready, forward slash ready. You gotta be, you gotta be super ready to do this, right? Um, And it's a special page, special price, everything. Um, My job is to help you reach the fitness dreams that you want. So if you're interested, I would love to work with you. And once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. And I can't wait to see you again. Let me know what your new thing is. Hugs to all of you. Thank you so much for being here. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast. This tells me you're a finisher. Someone in the top 1% and the kind of person I love hanging around with. If you found value in this podcast, chances are your friends will too. And I'd be so grateful if you could share it. And if there's anything I can do to support you, or if you have a question, drop me an email at kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at fitisfreedom.com. I might even use your question on a future episode, anonymously, of course. Thank you again so much for tuning in. And by the way, if you want to be kept in the loop on bonus episodes, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Have a wonderful week, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.